Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Neil and Jordan podcast. We have a special guest once again for the second and final time, Miss Love, who is a good friend of Jordan, as Jordan is still dealing with the ramifications of his brilliant expose of a certain New South Wales member of parliament. We thought it would be a nice thing to do to give him a little bit of a break from some of his uh, supplemental workload and hence why we have special guest Miss Love in. Hello. Thanks for having me, man. No worries. Uh, in the last episode, we sort of went through how you know Jordan, your history with him, what we, uh, how we perceive some of the events that are uh, transpiring at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about tribalism and ideological differences. I feel like on every podcast nowadays, people are talking about tribalism. <laughs> That's just such a podcast yeah. thing to talk about. It is. It, it's a... We just wow, drinking yeah. our tea, being like, mm, yes, everyone, everyone's in tribes these yeah. days, except us. We're free thinkers. <laughs> well, at least we're trying to not be. We're you know? doing our best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's a good <laughs> subject, you know. So, uh, Jordan will be back on the next podcast and thank you very much for, uh, I'm sure you all understand, you've, you've heard in, in previous podcasts as well, he's a very hardworking man. Yeah. I think it's fair that he's taken a small break, but he'll be back and we'll also be answering questions from paid subscribers again. We'll also do our first uh, $50 monthly subscriber podcast topic so what we actually do is we nice. offer um we offer 50 dollars a month subscriptions and then they can offer a topic for mm-hmm. us to do an entire podcast on cool. so in cool. one of the next two we'll do that but before Very we cool. get in oh and by the way if you still want to subscribe neilcolhacker.com slash podcast is the way to do it before we do that we're going to do a bit of a light-hearted one today so jordan's always talked about you as his go-to guy for the <laughs> For the person who uh, is, it just symbolizes fun, living in the moment, positivity, generosity, oh, happiness, Jesus. all these positive emotions no. always associates with you. <laughs> and I think, look, I've, I've met you now two or three times, I think, and I can definitely see it. You seem like a very fun, positive person. Mm. Um, hey, ditto. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. So this will just be a, if if there are any cynics listening to this podcast, <laughs> they're going to absolutely hate it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Turn off and just yeah, go watch the news. <laughs> I like to think that. Well, I made a bit of a conscious uh, decision and and took some steps to. Well, as simply as I can put it, I I tried to be to move away from being a glass half empty sort of person to a glass half full sort of person. Totally. And that generally involved a little bit more. Um, practice of mindfulness of meditation journaling mm. and just having a different perspective on life and things that were happening to me being grateful for th- a lot of things that actually are good about religion and we, we mm-hmm. a lot of people tend to talk really badly about religion especially um in in the cities and in the progressive areas <laughs> um the inner west <laughs> and then yeah a lot of that kind of hippie culture if you will yeah well at least it's seen as a bit uh, well, pseudoscience is sort of associated with astrology or being a white girl or whatever. A lot of those practices are great as well. Health foods, meditation, journaling, all this stuff. Mm. Um, I think these are brilliant practices. Now, do you think you're naturally a, a positive and happy person? Or do you think just comparing yourself to Jordan, everyone's <laughs> pretty happy and positive? <laughs> or <laughs> or is it that you specifically are a very... Uh, 
Have uh, you have you have you sort of <laughs> gone through a process of uh, overtly trying to change your character or anything like that? No, not just really. who you are. Yeah, it's just kind of how I am. But I mean, I definitely had a I definitely had a period um, in high school uh, where I was, you know. The, like angsty, cynical high school kid. Where I was just, was oh yeah, we all went through listening this. in a corn and being like, "Hey, I hate you, mom," or whatever. That's when everyone was an incel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so like you, you know. So I definitely went through that. Yeah, I definitely went through. You know, I haven't been some like happy-go-lucky. Like I, I think it's impossible to be a teenager and not be like, "Yeah, screw the world" or whatever. Yeah, um, and there's a point where uh, <clears throat> happiness then just becomes ignorance and stupidity after a while. Yeah, yeah. It, know, again, it's, yeah, it's a fine line, isn't it? Louis C.K. has a good bit about who is an optimist. An optimist thinks something good will happen. And he's like, why the fuck would anything good happen? Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. Optimist just means stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... It's uh, funny. I think, I think, look, all that stuff that Jordan said, it's like, it's very nice. It's very nice of him. Very, But I think, I think actually, uh, if I really were being honest... I think that, uh, per, like, talking about me, I just like laughing at stuff. I just think, um, and then laughing, and then generally laughing at things kind of, I help helps like your your state of mind, your metabolism, your physiology, all these kind of yeah. things. Um, I yeah, I don't. I've I've only really sort of Jordan got me into some cool like self-help stuff like he jordan jordan was the one that was kind of like you know because like you know i play in a i play music and i play in a band and like That's right i've got the yeah he's rocking tag the, on me if you're watching the youtube video it's yeah. called uh forest hall forest hall so yeah. check them out shout out but um that's not, that's that's just for you too it hasn't come out yet so that's a vip Ooh. right there yeah um but basically playing music and stuff you know <clears throat> for a period of time well, my whole life I've been playing, but um, probably like four, three or four years ago, I was starting up this project because it's kind of like my project, and um, beautiful. And I wasn't really getting results and stuff, and I was sort of cynical about it. And Jordan was basically just like, "Read these books, Tony Robbins, you know, yeah. Unlimited <laughs> Power, Awaken the Giant with it, and um, some other stuff, and like Brain Tracy, and basically the perfect mix of great advice and hilarity because it's in the eighties and they're wearing suits and being like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I enjoy a Philly cheesesteak as much as the next guy. There's kind of just, just so mad. much. Just the, your mannerisms are so much like Jordan as well. The way you I suppose it's just growing up. Into to- the, into, and then he talks like this, yeah, like, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, yeah. like this. <laughs> I wonder if he got it from you or you got it from him. There's was, was like a whole bunch of us from school that would like this. Oh, wow. Okay. That's uh, so funny. So it was an even keel. I think it was just like there's a lot of us. Okay. It's just that he was the only one that actually. Hell. I shouldn't have even said at the beginning of a pod that this was a special guest. People <laughs> would have just. That sounds like Jordan. I believe it's Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot less informed Jordan. I don't say. <laughs> I don't say. Uh, I don't know what I can't impersonate him. I don't know what he would do. Just being like, labor is just better. Okay. And then this is the thing. Now you put my hands like this and I talk about how this is in this category and this is in this category. Okay. Is that good? Is the hands. If you're just listening to the audio, do yourself a favor, go to the YouTube channel and see what he just did with the hands. That was a great impression. That wasn't bad. It's been like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But man. Yeah, yeah, but man, that's all bullshit. This is this is what I don't want you to think. It's either good or bad, and ever uh, the good people are good and the bad people are bad, and that's it. That's all. It, that's how it is. That's all there is. <laughs> Listen to Brian Tracy. I'm not a cock. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I need to get some sleep uh, and I work way too hard. Do you want to have a holiday, Jordan? What is a holiday? I've never heard of a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Was that good? That was great. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, here we are mocking him. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. He'll take it. I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Uh, (laughs) There'll be a hit piece about us being racist now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, essentially, uh, he really, you know, I've generally been a pretty chilled out guy and I'm. Mm You know, I've had my times of, uh, you know, bumming around on people's couches in England and <laughs> sleeping. Yep. And, and he's talked about that. Yeah, and uh, for like a long time, and uh, and then overstaying. There was a funny story. I overstayed my visa in England, so I cycled out. What? What? I cycled out of England. How? On a onto a ferry, <laughs> and then went to well, how did Spain. <laughs> they let you on the ferry. Well, I'm surprised they did. It was a really turbulent moment where i was on my little crappy push bike that i borrowed from my friend and then i was just like riding there were all these trucks and stuff and i was just cycling onto the giant freight thing and i was like uh here's my passport with a shaking hand and then she just sort of looked me up and down i was just like they're gonna arrest me and then she was like enjoy yourself and i was just like keep cycling yeah that's it gear two just keep going so It'll what be fine. make someone do what made you First of all, I I find that people who live in the moment and are very happy and positive and adventurous love traveling. Yeah. So totally. That sounds like you. What made you do something like that where you'd want to um, cycle onto a ferry to get out of England? Because you know, if I was ever in that situation, I think, all right, what are the normal processes I have to endure <laughs> now? I probably have to call yeah. the consulate, or I don't, I don't even know the no, bloody totally. Australian passport office or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. What makes someone think, no, I'm just going to cycle onto a ferry? Man, I, I, I... So, you were human trafficked out of, <laughs> out of England. Yeah, dude, I've me- look, I've mellowed out a lot. But you I- were like a reverse refugee. Yeah, reverse <laughs> refugee. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A, a oh. like, Western white guy being like, yeah, I don't know. I Look, I've mellowed out a lot, but uh, I had some... I had some... I think I was a little bit more dopamine fueled back in the day and that that trip started with me going to america and doing a whole bunch of oh man i could tell you some funny stories actually yeah well give us your the funniest um okay i'll give you the funniest well let me just it's first i'll just give you an overview of the trip and then i'll give you the funniest okay uh so basically did america and then ended up going i this was like you know probably six years ago now but like ended up going to meet my friend in england i'll never forget i arrived I arrived to England with 30 pounds to my name. Okay. So, they shouldn't have let me in the country. Yeah. I didn't even know this. The only way I found out is I went to bought some chicken wings and then the next day I went to buy something and it was like, card denied. I was like, damn, I spent my last like 10 pounds on chicken wings. What the hell? So, you that- hadn't- So, had you- uh, like saved up or anything before yeah, yeah, you went yeah. traveling? Or? I had saved up. I'm just not a very organized person. I didn't plan the trip very well. <laughs> okay. So, I blew all my money in America. Oh, I just okay, lived okay, it up. Yeah, and, yeah. and also, I had a tax return coming the whole time. So, that was like the pie in the sky. I was like, a tax return's coming. Don't have to stress. The tax return's coming. Rocking back and forth and in a hostel. So, you know? did, it actually, did it actually come? Or? It did come late. But it was like 800 bucks Australian. So, it was shit all. Okay. Uh, but just to give you an overview of that trip, just, you know, because it was kind of funny. Did England for a while and then, yeah, went, was supposed to leave. Um, mm. Like I was going, I did a whole bunch of traveling, but then I was, I went, I went, I was going to Brighton and the lady was like, 
she was like, how long is your, how long is your stay for? And I was like, I was so like, at that time in my life, I was so. And how old were you? Uh, 22, 23. Yeah, so, okay. actually more like eight years ago or something, like a while ago. And um, I, I was just so in my own, like, how can I put it? Just careless and carefree. And I remember she was like, how long is your stay? Purpose of this? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, where are you staying? I'm like, I don't have the address. And she goes, are you going to, uh, she's like, are you planning on working? And I said, I don't know, maybe. Man, I'm not one to uh, use identity politics, but I feel like if uh, if I was there with the, you know, the brown guy with the beard. Possibly, and yeah. And they're like, um, no, you never, you're probably what's right. What's the purpose if you're staying? Well, I don't know. Well, the funniest thing how is. How long you get, what's your, what, how long are you staying? I don't, I don't well, know. Well, you might, you might not even. Get out. You, you might not even think that because what happened was I go, I don't know. And then she goes, well, you'll be working. And I said, maybe. And then she goes, like and stamps my passport and i was just like is it all good she's like i've given you a limited passport for three weeks and i was like what why and she's like because you don't have a work visa and you said you might work here that was how dumb i was but you still got three weeks that's not bad i stayed for six months okay (laughs) i stayed for six months and then it was just like sort of like uh, they're gonna get me just dodging dodging tax collectors or whatever oh this is so funny because like i did a trip to I've done a few trips to London and, mm-hmm. and, and England. Yeah. And I had a work visa there as well, because you can get these two year work visas. You can, you can, yeah. Um so I got that. And I was the same age, I was twenty two. Oh, cool. Uh, but the way <clears throat> I would have, you know, saved up all this money and made sure I had my place, planned everything. But there was would have been a lot of stress involved in in doing all that planning. Whereas mm-hmm. you in a very free spirited way just kind of Went with the flow, got there and didn't worry that Not at you're all. only there for three weeks and see if something like that, have I get all, I'd probably, even today, I'd think, oh, no, this is kind of stressful. What's going to happen? Yeah. So, in many ways, and I can see why, you know, Jordan always talks about he's, it, it comes across that he can sometimes be almost envious of that mentality. Well, and you, I can kind of see that as well, really, right? Yeah. Because I wish, I look back now and I think, oh, you know, maybe if I had, let my hair down a little bit more. I'm pretty good with work-life balance, so I've mm-hmm. got some stories as well. Don't get me wrong, cool, but cool. nothing like that. Um, <laughs> nothing like cycling onto a... Like, <laughs> Leaving that, a country cycling. Yeah, damn, like even that stresses me out just yeah, thinking about it. It was wild. Um, but, man, that's such a good story. So um, I was in London for... I only ended up staying for four or five months because... I wasn't sure how long I was going to be there because I wanted to get comedy gigs. Mm. Um, And I'd booked the first two months of comedy gigs there. But London is such a huge comedy scene that they book like two years in advance. So I had booked the first two, three months thinking, yeah, I'll then just book the next few months after that. But after those two months ran out, uh, I was basically out of work. Was, I was a refugee there a on refugee. their welfare. <laughs> <laughs> Theirs isn't that so, great either. <laughs> so I played right into their uh, the Tories' argument there. I'm sure, but or <laughs> yeah. like Nigel Farage's argument. <laughs> Australians had, are coming here and and taking our pounds to do comedy tours. Yeah, that's exactly it. No, one of my tweets when I first went into London was like, and I think I was there during Brexit as well. So I was I was like, um, oh look, another brown guy with a beard. Um, coming in easily with questionable views about women or something like that. And then oh I tried God. to do that as a joke at the stand-up night. No one laughed. Are you all. serious? No one laughed. I thought that I'd laugh. Uh, That's hilarious. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh well, anyway. <laughs> it was a very tense time. And it was That's so in funny. a city, London, I think. So, you know, they're not going to laugh at a 
or even if a brown guy's saying it, or mm. the Muslim guy could be a bit sexist. Right. They're not yeah. going to laugh at that joke. Then yeah. when I had a, a second punchline to it, which was um, Boris Johnson told me to say that, they lost it. I was like, that's really? not even that clever. I just added that caveat to huh. kind of signal, hey, look, I'm not, I'm actually. I'm taking the piss here. Yeah, like, yeah, and then they, then they suddenly laughed. This is funny how even politics has even infiltrated comedy to that degree. Man. And granted, look, maybe it wasn't that good a joke anyway or whatever, but. The comedy world fascinates kind of, me. It was, it was, because you wouldn't expect a brown guy to say something like that. And I like those unexpected ones. Absolutely, yeah. So I have this other joke about um, Aussies who go overseas for a beach holiday aren't real Aussies. Because it's like, why would you go? We've got the best beaches in the world. Yeah. You ungrateful fucking cunt. Like, yeah. if you don't love it, fucking leave. Like, know, why yeah. it, Why are you going overseas when we've got, like, pristine it's so beaches? It's funny, isn't it? Everyone needs to leave. They yeah. have to go on holiday. It's like, dude, <laughs> just go to Balmoral or go to Bondi or go to any of the beaches exactly. in Sydney. Like Any other tourism reason is valid but for mm. beaches no <laughs> support australian tourism that's a, that's a real oh, fair you point want, you want a two dollar schninny in bali so you can live like a king yeah you fucking unpatriotic cunt that's true support i will say though city beach next to Cronulla or whatever i don't know whatever no. the business is yeah. in our beaches support the local your yeah, dog get some calippos you uh. bastard <laughs> yeah no it's true I totally agree. <laughs> Having said that, though, I am one of those dicks that's like, oh, I love Bali. I do love I've Bali. I've never been. Dude, no, I really it, need to go. It is really, it is but beautiful. But what's so good is, are the beaches actually better or is it just- No. It's not, okay. They're not better. Is it because the, you can stay in like a five-star hotel it's and more, eat amazing meals for like $10 a day? Is it that? It's that, but it's more that it's, more that it's, um, it's, more that it's tropical. It's really tropical. It's cool. There's like palm trees. Queensland's tropical. Exactly. No, look. <laughs> look. Queensland, See, you're it, it, an Australian. Yeah, you are. You know what? <laughs> and if you, if you, you know, if you want to see a, uh, if you want to see some like lovely locals in Bali that live there, no, just some prick with a forex singlet and a, and a forex like bucket hat saying swearing a lot. That's just as beautiful. And they're probably the ones that are <laughs> critical of all the migration into Australia. And it's like, look at you supporting this uh, foreign (laughs) tourism industry when your dollars could be much better spent in our economy supporting our beaches. (laughs) It's true. You fucking uh, un-Australian cunt. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go up to that. This is like six foot four guy with a bintang single. I'm like, you fucking (laughs) un-Australian. Fucking take that shit off. So good. Indian Australian being yeah. like, you're an un-Australian <laughs> prick. I, I, that'd be great. He'd be like, who are you? Yeah, <laughs> the thing I love. The, he'd probably, he'd probably know you. One of the founders of Reclaim Australia is like a Sri Lankan guy. <laughs> oh, really? I think so. What the hell is Reclaim <laughs> Australia? No, it's one of those patriot groups. Oh, and right, it's right, right. It's really funny seeing that. I Damn, that is bizarre. <laughs> that is bizarre. But I love it. I love, I, I always say this on the point. I love people who don't fit into what you'd expect, who just don't fit stereotypes. Oh, yeah, right? it's great. So, it's great. Uh, you don't expect a, a brown guy to be- um, On the Patriots Australia Yes, page. or even just want to restrict migration or be <laughs> uh, a beer-swilling swe- bogan. But then when you see that, you're like, this is hilarious. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. if you saw that guy with the 4X singlet, um, tattoos everywhere and in shorts, and then he suddenly came out with- really intellectual opinions, I'd probably yeah. respect those opinions more than I would yeah, cause it's, your typical hipster coming out with yeah. intellectual opinions because I'm like, well, this guy is clearly not obsessed about appearances. Yeah, man. Monoculture is lame 
in every, even in bloody society, when people, and everyone's the same. It's like, this is lame. You know, I like a bit yeah. of, so yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and I love it when, well, I've talked about how I like, I, I always find black conservatives really interesting, but I would, I would, if there was a really successful business person that then said, I'm a communist, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be really intrigued. Isn't that an oxymoron though? Yeah. But, I mean, maybe they, maybe they, they say, look, they I've rationalize made it in this a different success way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through business. But I also think this, the workers should control I think half that, of this business or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just find. I think that's all, basically okay. Ali's dad. You know, Ali from the pod. Yeah. Another guy. I think his dad, that's his dad. I think his dad was like a communist party guy. And he was like, oh, it didn't work out. I'll just be a really successful banker. <laughs> well, there you go. How bizarre People is that? with uh, uh, what you'd expect. Well, people who have, um, I wouldn't say conflicting ideas, but don't fit into- A paradigm. Yeah, or they, they're not what you'd expect them to be based on their group. That's their, cool. their identity. Yeah, I think that's I, I, brilliant. That, and I, I totally agree. And even if I disagree, I'd rather talk to someone I strongly disagree with who is interesting and doesn't fit a mold yeah. versus someone I agree with on everything. Yeah, of course. So Definitely. when I, You know what? <laughs> there's like groups that are like Muslims for Trump and um, yeah. LGBT uh, Christians Trump. and things like that. Yeah. There's groups that I'm fa- I'm really interested in because I think they've really thought about yeah. their values. Absolutely. Because like, for them to hold those two... Look, there's two options. They're either really stupid or they've truly thought about it and conceived a, a, a new ideology in a way that um, hasn't been thought about before. Yeah, or, or not even stupid. They're just... They just uh, it resonates with them. Yeah, you know? and I don't like, think no, I don't. Sorry, I think they they could be like they could mm. be, but I don't think they are. I think mm. they've really the person who just thinks the way that they're expected to think because of either yeah. the way they look or where they were born or whatever it might be, yeah. whatever sort of cultural norms they're supposed to fit into. Yeah, that's the agreement. Anyway, part. I don't think maybe they're not stupid, but they m- may not have the capacity to think critically. Yeah, in the yeah. way that the person who is different, and then. Even just saying I'm different, I don't fit into a box. That's such a cliche in itself, don't you think? I guess so. so yeah. So many people on yeah. Instagram are don't just I don't fit into a box. Be yourself. It's like it all just comes down to like narcissism. It's like it's like you know I think it comes down to people you know people that sort of tend to just like endlessly talk about themselves instead of ideas or other people. It's just yeah. like it's like mm, I don't really care what your ideas are. I think that you you're kind of just a fucked person. Just <laughs> a narcissist, you know? Like there's some cynicism. Yeah, oh yeah, see, I, it's still in there. It's still in there. I still got some. But he said it with such smile. It's hard to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you can't be a you can't be one of those people that just it's a good mix. You got to you got to yeah. as Metallica say, you know, as Metallica's al- album St. Anger says, you know. Sent anger around my neck. <laughs> there you go. I, I just quoted Sent anger. There you go. Ah, okay. Um, I don't know a lot about the, no, the I don't, Metallica. Or I don't. I'm not uh, a huge fan. Rock. I just think, I just think that, <laughs> that album's really funny. Um, I've been getting into country music lately. What kind? Just the most unapologetic like American new country. country music. Damn. I actually love it. I think it's the new cultural rebellion. Damn. To, to be, no, I'm American. I love my flag. I'm proud. I ain't gonna kneel for the fucking anthem. Like I love it. I think that's actual cultural rebellion now. So well, there's a it's song called a form um, of it, yeah. Take a knee, my ass. 
that. It's so good. It's like damn, like straight uh, out of Alabama. Oh, yeah. The, the, all the I think about the people who fought for the flag, and yeah. I say, take it, knee my ass. It's so good. And then there's songs like, um, just the ones that are more the more cliche, the better. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. There's one called "Beer Never Broke My Heart," which is actually a pretty mainstream song. A lot of people would know it, but it's a beautiful song. There's no better songs to sing along to than country music. I oh, think. look, I love so much music. So, like, I'd probably be into it. I don't think I Dude, could. Dude, I'll send you the playlist. It's yeah, yeah, send it to me. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything I could, uh, I would turn off apart from, huh, I gotta think about that. I, I don't like Ed Sheeran. I turned that off. Really? Yeah, I don't like that prick. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> See, here's some we've cynicism. Exposed, we've exposed the, the negative side of him. Yeah, yeah. What well, don't that, you like about um, Ed Sheeran? I think his music's shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if he, he's probably a nice guy. I just think, I just don't like that kind of pop that's like, there's that particular style of pop music that's like really hi-fi beats, really high production, like like uh, acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. rapping like a white guy rapping. Uh, the whole thing, I, there's everything about it I don't like. But, okay, I, but you know, it's sort of, it's a- It's a very specific an amalgamation thing. of different di- other genres to yeah. come up with this hybrid, like half pop, but a little bit of urban in there. Yeah, I'm only, kind of I'm only like a hipster when it comes to like music and food. Outright, I admit that. Well, that means you're just a hipster, right? Yeah, maybe I am just a hipster. <laughs> what else probably... is there to be a hipster about? Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> what I meant to say is- music and food. Yeah, what I meant to say is I am a bit of a hipster, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I generally like everything. But see, like I like Taylor Swift. I can listen to her. I love Taylor's. Like, Look, it's a, it's so enjoyable. Person, but the music is so the music catchy. Is, it's so catchy. Like, it's just, it's just- very, I'm just very like nitpicky. So like, do you think I don't, it's yeah. like because Ed Sheeran tries to cross that bridge between being big, big pop superstar, but then also very critically acclaimed? Whereas Taylor Swift, you just kind of know, yeah, she's she's very pop, she's very formulaic, yeah, she's very she's very pretty, and they're catchy songs, but there's nothing really. I'm not a big music head at all, but mm-hmm. I I would expect there's nothing, you know, musically. Uh, genius level or there's nothing really I mean you could argue that some of her stuff because she obviously has probably like a lot of writers and like some, yeah. some is genius I just think Ed Sheeran um, oh, okay. I just think Ed Sheeran uh, I think <laughs> I think his lyrics are really douchey <laughs> I just think it sucks yeah, okay. I just Damn. I've had so many people just like uh, you're a wet blanket how could you not like Ed Sheeran I'm like I just think I just really hate his music I just think it's like douchey lyrics He's crap at rapping. I don't like the hip hop. He's 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 got like the two like two really crap genres and mash them together. It's like, uh, you know, like uh, like what's it, what's that guy's name? I'm um, like, uh, damn it, I forgot his name. Um, John Butler, like John Butler style acoustic stuff with like really hi fi uh like corporate urban music. Now you've got like that's an amalgam good, of the two most retarded, terrible <laughs> music styles on good earth. Way of putting it, actually, <laughs> it's, I really don't like it. Wow, it's um, <laughs> it's 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 drug fueled triple J music. Yeah, yeah, with a little bit better production value. <laughs> yeah, and then chuck in a really safe hip hop rap. Ooh, yay! Because it's for, it's for Ed Sheeran mainly appeals to I think. Women who are a bit more conservative. This is not politically conservative, but oh, they don't they don't want to hear too much uh, 
It's just not even that now. It's Vul- just chicks. Vulgarity in isn't their it, music. Isn't it? But isn't she now just like another Beyonce? It was just like a girl that makes good pop music. I oh, know. I'm talking about Ed, Ed Sheeran. Oh, Ed like, Sheeran. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's sorry, very sorry. wholesome. In he's the same very way, wholesome. Oh, One no, Direction's right. very, yeah. very whole. Their music is so yes, wholesome. Yes. You, 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 you wouldn't mind if you had a young daughter listening to Ed Sheeran yeah, or yeah, One Direction. Yeah, whereas, yeah. oh, well. Cardi B, you wouldn't necessarily want your daughter listening to sure, that. Sure, 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 sure. So I think that's part of the appeal. It's yeah. Very, it's all very wholesome. I get that. But I Look, also get that it's safe and boring. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get it. Ed Sheeran is the... This whole Ma- podcast is just going to be about Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran's the <laughs> McDonald's of music. We'll just say that. Oh, yeah. that's a big call, man. Yeah, that's what I reckon. Wow. So um, not Pitbull? <laughs> not- uh, I don't know. I mean, look, all that sort of... Pop is like you know it's all sort of similar, but uh, okay. Yeah, I don't even know how we got onto music. <laughs> it doesn't matter. True, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But no, let, let's go back. I think I might have interrupted your travel story actually. But oh yeah, dude. You were talking okay. about yes, England yes, visa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll I finish. No, you know what? told you my story. I'll finish. I'll finish off that story and then I'll tell you the funny story in America. All right, because uh, it's good. Go. It's good. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So where was I at? Yeah, I think I was on cycling out of England. I cycled onto a big freight thing with a friend of mine onto God, onto that. And uh, and then caught a caught that ship to Spain, and I remember I remember throwing up over the edge because like of the ship because like as I was leaving, it was really weird. I was playing in a band over there, and like they were like on this edge of like maybe getting a record deal, and I was like, did I make the right decision leaving? So I was throwing up off the, and it was a weird time. But anyway, basically, ended up cycling through Spain for three months. Landed in a place called Santander. And, and you still had like no money or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I had enough to get by, but For we were- three months. Well, we were eating like chip sandwiches, baguettes and stuff. And and, and I was on a steady diet of like MDMA. That was my training. <laughs> that was my training for the wow. trip. I was just partying the whole time, you know. Uh, but it was- Dude, that trip was crazy because we literally went from Santander through Portugal to a place called- To Seville, which is mm-hmm. like south- Stayed on like a hippie commune farm called the El Mojino, which is like the windmill. Mm-hmm. It was like the beach or something. That movie. It was wild. It was a wild time. Um, God, and then you know, amazing. And then you should write a book. Uh, yeah. Well, look. It, yeah, it's not that interesting, but it was just kind of fun. But to get back to the America story, yeah, um, that was funny, man. All right. I remember I was in. It's not too long either. I was in New Orleans, and um, I was. You know, we was just partying the whole time, just partying, man. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we're at a bar and met some people and stuff. And my friends ended up leaving, and then I was just like, and I'm staying and hanging around. And I met these guys that were like really cool guys, um, just some young dudes. And then like, <laughs> there's a lot of characters in uh in New Orleans. It's a, have you been okay. there? No, I've I've heard that it's pronounced. Oh yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans, whatever. Yeah, I feel weird saying that as an Aussie, but <laughs> New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans, yeah, going down New Orleans. That's it. Yeah. So basically, what happened was uh, ended up hanging out with these guys, and I can't remember at what point. I think uh, that that must have been the end of the night. But yeah, sorry, I'm just thinking about it now. But basically, he was like, "Do you want to go to a pool?" And I was like, "You know, we're all a like pool. kind of <laughs> drunk." I think before we went to the pool, actually, we. Ended up, uh, there's like, we went to a liquor store and then ended up just getting swept up in a New Orleans parade because we'd been drinking all night, oh, and like cool. in the morning. Yeah. And then we sort of got shuffled into this hallway and it was like 
not for the public. It was like some like council of New Orleans, blah, 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 tourism. And then the like mayor came out and talked about how tourism is going to save New Orleans. And we were tourists in this private meeting drinking stubbies of like Guinness. It was really weird. Um, That's weird. <laughs> but anyway, we wound up. I think it was after that, he was like, do you want to go to a pool? And I was just like drunk. I'm like, yeah, man. Anyway, he, this guy, unbeknownst to me, was just like, yeah, I'll take you to a, a pool. So, he, so, we ended up just going to crashing the, the rooftop pool of the Hilton in um, New Orleans, like the Hilton there. And so, we got up there somehow and just belted and just drinking and swimming and stuff. And I remember we got some food, but we just passed out. We didn't even eat it. Anyway, security came and um, woke us up, like shook us up because yeah. we were passed out. You know, it was like yeah. 8 a.m. probably at this point, the rooftop of the Hilton that we are not staying at. <laughs> and these guys are like, excuse me, sir, we would like to see uh, what room are you staying in? And we're just like, I was like, what? Like, uh, I'm Australian. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. And this, the other guy I was with, he, they, he, couldn't, he wouldn't wake up. Like they were shaking him and he was not waking up. And then they started like slapping him and he wasn't waking up, putting ice on him. Oh, and shit. then it was like, who is this guy? What's his name? And I was just like, I don't know because I did. I forgot his name. I was like, I don't know. And he's like, what is your relationship with him? I was just like, he's just a guy. It sounded so ridiculous. I was a guy I met at a bar. I'm like, we were, we were, we wound up in this like parade. And then like, I just kind of woke up here and like, it's like, what's all this food everywhere? How did you get in here? What's wrong with him? And I was just like freaking out. Cause I'm like, is this guy dead? Like, am I going to go to prison in, in a New Orleans jail? And I'm, and I'm just like, my friends don't know where I am. They didn't know I was there. Jesus. Um, well, and we'll have him. So, so. I was freaking out. I was just like, I was like, because they were just like, we're taking you to the police. Mm -hmm. What's your name? Give us your all your like, why are you here? What's your purpose? Like all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm not even American. Please don't kill me. Don't shoot me. And um, anyway, they put him in a wheelchair and wheeled him out. Was and this still passed out. Gone. And, I, and I'm thinking he could be dead. Worried. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I'm did, like, he have, did they check his pulse and stuff? No, they didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Because they were just security guards. I don't, I don't know. Jesus. Um, and uh, basically, he wheeled us into the into the elevator. This guy's just saying how oh, we're going to get in heaps of shit. We're going to go to the police. All this stuff. Like, we're going to get in uh -huh. heaps of trouble. And I'm, I'm like freaking out. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair, passed out with his ha hands. I remember his hands keep hitting the wheels and had to like put oh. his hands up. Anyway. Gosh. And the most bizarre thing was we got to the bottom because they were like taking us out. Yeah. But bottom of the lift, mm -hmm. bam. As soon as we hit the bottom of the lift, he wakes up. Okay. He gets up and I'm just like, what the hell? And then the guy's just like, and then they they sort of like, again, just being like, what the, like just yelling and just being like, like, what is your name? What are you doing here? Like, why were you passed? Like, we like we thought you like were dead. And all. Anyway, um. They just sort of basically were just like, get the hell out of here and never come back. Yeah. And I was just like. Lucky. <sighs> and then it this. could have been a crime. Yeah. Probably. And then this guy was Sweeping. just kind of just like, yo, man, do you want me to take you to a hat shop? I'm like, no, I think I've, I think I've like so he, pushed it to the limit. He wanted to keep going. He wanted to keep partying. And I was just like, <laughs> dude, what was, I was like, you just passed out. And he was just, he was kind of just like avoiding it. I don't know if he was like pretending or passed out. But then, yeah, he was just like, do you want to go to a hat shop? I'm like, hat listen. And why a hat shop? I don't what? know. <laughs> Who is this guy? He was some Has really stayed in contact. With no, him? absolutely not. This was like <laughs> goes to a hat shop. I know a hat shop <laughs> in New Orleans, and I was just like, nah, man, I'm gonna politely decline and like. I don't know 
why I find that the funniest part of the story <laughs> after everything. Go to a hat he shop. He wakes up at the bottom of the lift and says, yo, man, you want to go to a hat shop? No, <laughs> it is bizarre. Why a hat shop? So that was just a taste of, you know, one of the adventures and- we yeah. broke into a house in LA. That was crazy too. And Whoa. There's a lot of crazy stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those, Damn, those were bro. some- Yeah. But to get back to the bigger question of like, yeah, I think- I think, I <laughs> How think, to be happy. How to be happy. I'm trying to just- I, I used but to see, live in the of, moment. I'd yeah, say try to live in the moment. You but, know? but do you think that will ever- um, So you look at some other people. I'm not even talking about Jordan specifically, but some people who uh, have- meticulously planned out their future mm. and save up a lot of money and then, you know, they'll buy the house yeah. as young as they can, organize their life in that way, but then maybe forego some of those kind of wild, fun experiences. Who ends up being more content? Because then do you think, do you ever worry that you partied too hard when you were young and, and it might come back to bite you? Or do well, you live in the moment enough to not worry about that? It's oh, a complicated question, actually. I would say that it all depends on the individual and it's all a balance and you have to make that decision for yourself. But personally, for me, um, I've been <laughs> I've been very lucky <laughs> okay. because, yeah, I would say that I, you know, I went to uni and like I have a degree and I have a BA in media. Okay. Bullshit artist right there. That's, um, <laughs> that's not going to help you. Yeah, it's not going to do shit. And I have a, I went to TAFE, but like. Dude, honestly, oh, it sounds bad, but like I I've just been lucky. I've been lucky that um look, people have just I'm a very impressionable young man and the case, and, and you know, I've had people in my life. You how old? You're 31, right? I'm 30, yeah. Okay. You're but I'm young. Had, you're a, you're a old geezer, that's what I meant to say. Now. An impressionable old geezer, but basically like uh yeah, like I've had people I've been very lucky that I've had people sort of pull me in the direction of like, do this. Okay. AK, like lots of- Jordan being one of them. Because Jordan was one that was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast, you know, mm. a couple of years ago? And I was just like, I literally was like, I remember just being like, mm, yeah, okay, it could be fun. And yeah. now it's turned into like, it's slowly, only in the last year, slowly turned into a job that like, not a living, but uh, like a job. That's like some, Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, friendly Jimmy's Friendly Joey's podcast. Check us out on Patreon. <laughs> but yeah, like that has helped me a lot. So I'd almost say that try to keep a balance. I got nothing against the people that get the mortgage, but all in all, you know, you do what you got to do. But all in all, I would say the, the the moments in my life when I look back, it's the ones. It's the. It's just the. It's the memories instead of the the physical. Uh, you know, the physical. Um, like the belongings i have or whatever like of it's, it's 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 just memories that that makes me smile and laugh and the craziest stuff the more i laugh and smile you know and yeah. i'm sore and i'm already i already have that itch to do it again like i kind of would love to like cycle through norway or something when covid blows over okay but you know Damn. no right or wrong no no right or wrong yeah. there's no it's just it's a, it's a middle ground man it's hard i mean well it's hard it's hard i don't know i don't have the answer i um, think i think it's different for different people. So of course. Based on your physiology, uh, some people might be better suited to a more organized, regimented- And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Dude, I have- Structured life, whereas some people would uh, like a much more liberal, you know, when I say liberal, uh, not in the political sense. Yeah, just wild. Free-flowing. Yeah. 
I'm 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 like I'm I personally love spontaneity a lot. Like I just love doing spontaneous stuff. That's why this was so cool. You know, I love doing this. <laughs> yeah, I love I love doing well. Yeah, I love doing stuff like that. But you know, I have friends that make me look like a librarian. Like I have friends that have yeah, done of course. every drug, pushed it, pushed life to the edge, like physically, like nearly dying and stuff. So I wouldn't. Everyone's different. Um, Mm. I don't have the answer, actually, man. I'm I'm still learning myself because for me, I'm in a point in my life where I'm trying to be more think like live right in the now. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. But at the same time, you have to think about those things to a degree, don't you? Yeah. Um, How would you say you are? I am focusing respect. a lot more on living in the well, not necessarily just living in the moment, but understanding that a lot of the negative emotions I have are just a byproduct of uh well a darwinian mechanism that would have prevented us from getting killed by lions pretty much just chemical compounds when we're getting super stressed about all the things we haven't done or uh, something as trivial as our girl rejected me or whatever you just start to be mindfulness is the biggest thing okay so you, you 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 can feel those emotions coming on and then you just keep reminding yourself well, it's probably it's probably not that bad. You're overreacting. It's Definitely. almost always Definitely. It's almost always never as bad as you think it is. Yes. Um and it's good to good to sound out certain fears or stresses you may have with a trusted friend or colleague. Yeah. And not just live in your own head. Definitely healthy, yeah. Um I was very career it's funny, most people go the other way. Straight out at the end of high school and straight out of high school, they want to party and they want to, um, you know, live life and travel and have fun. And I went the other way in a, in a weird hmm. way. It, throughout high school, I was, well, I was a class clown and I sort of, I sort of dipped my toe in every little label in high school. I was kind of friends with the jocks, but also friends with a bit of the nerdy group I was as like well. that too. I was like that too, I yeah. Was a class. Everyone knew me, but I only had maybe two or three really good friends. Um, and I was a, I did a lot of extracurricular activities. Oh, really? So I wouldn't say I was a teacher's pet because I was still a bit of a class clown, but I did anything drama related, signed up, did it cool, and excelled yeah. really well at it. And I did a lot of... Cl- extracurricular drama classes so i was like came naturally not to not to talk myself up but i basically was like a comedy prodigy (laughs) i won all the like i won the national class clowns competition and i was really young when i won it and i won um theater sports state competition that's pretty epic sorry sorry our team won it (laughs) damn that's that sounded narcissistic (laughs) i am the Uh, best comedian (laughs) in the world no dude our team won screw your team you won it I was the captain. There you go. You don't even need a captain in theatre sports. No, I just said, yeah, I'm the captain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, All you're right, the was... captain. Fact, you want it. The rest suck. <laughs> well, I chose the games we were doing and things. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. It was me and one other guy. We kind of did do most of the characters and, and things. Uh, so I was really good at... So I always knew this was something I was good at and this was something I wanted to focus on. But ironically enough, with something like comedy... You, when you on when you're on stage, you at least want to give off the facade that you are a very fun-loving, living the moment sort of person. But at the same time, it's your job, and you want hmm. to be very strict about it, and you want to be organized and professional. So you have to toe this fine line between um, being really fun and 
happy-go-lucky mm. on stage, depending on your persona, but generally you still want to be relaxed and not be overthinking on stage. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. you don't necessarily have to be happy. You can be a very cynical comic, but you don't want to overthink. Um, but at the same time, it's still a career and you want to plan that career and you want to uh, organize yourself, work on your skills, have as much of a structure to your life as possible. Yeah. I think the most successful comedians do have that. Definitely, man. I That's something that that came late to me. Like, I was always great at being like, have fun, do crazy stuff, have experiences. But like only more recently, I've been <laughs> sort of the organization because I'm just a super unorganized person. And I'm like, I'm right. like, and, I, and I'm super- uh, I'm Probably more fun. <laughs> that's why the organized people- uh, Yeah, but I'm, I'm also like, like- This is my fun segment. These two hours Yeah, oh, on dude. a Friday night. Yeah, no. That's my organized fun. Jordan always says I'm like a, like a lazy bastard too, which is pretty true. But like I'm trying to- I have been a lot more, especially with the music, man. Like, yeah. Like with, I mean, look, I, I put a lot of work into being more productive in terms of like the podcast, the friendly jewelry stuff, and the music. And like, I, I got a, our full length album is nearly done. I did, wow. I did it in a year. Okay. So good job. That's man. pretty good. Yeah. No, hundred <laughs> so percent. It's just for me. That's a muscle that I have to flex. It's not na- mm. natural to me to be like organized. I have to really be like. I have to sort of like whack myself with a cane <laughs> constantly. That, well, but everyone's got their downsides, you know. Some people have to do the opposite where they're like, I can't have fun and relax. It's not a problem for me. Got to work. You can work on these things though. I think when people say, this is just who I am, I can't have fun or this is oh, just that's who a load I am, of shit, eh? yeah. I can't be organized. No, no, yeah, no, no. Crap. This is all, you can definitely work on it. I think people would have a predisposition to certain um, traits and, and maybe addictive behaviors and whatnot. But mm. even that, if you have an addictive personality, you can use that um, and get addicted to maybe some more wholesome pursuits. Definitely, man. <laughs> so even just you like know, exercise. Comes down to what it, know thyself, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually, uh, when I got to, well, as I got, it, it was it was funny because I got to maybe 22, even 21, 22, 23, which is so young. I look back now and I'm yeah, like, that's so is. young. But it is, it is. I still felt behind. I was I was a famous YouTuber by then. I had been a famous YouTuber for two years. I got I was a Shit. famous YouTuber from 19, which is insane. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And that was your first, the Australia in a- two minutes. Two minutes. From, I was 19, I, and ju- freshly 19 as well. So You do look I, young in it. Yeah, I look very young. Yeah. Um, by the way, I still watch that regularly. Oh, thanks, it's man. It's so funny. Still, it's like, just, I still, I swear to God, I still watch it like- One of my on, best. It's just so good. It's just so, so poignant. So over the top that uh, <laughs> it just has to be funny. That's my- um, it's just it was it's great go yeah. with it but uh so and and you know i wouldn't go, i went to parties and things but i always felt when i was there i felt guilty i shouldn't be doing this i should be studying or i should be working on something so you're like jordan then so but then he's talked to me about it and i don't think i'm i'm uh to his extent mm. i don't think i'm as uh future However, you want to put. He's he's looking thinking. If yeah, you want to he's looking like ten way. years in the future, basically, right? Yeah, I think it's important to have plans, and you know, I've got a ten year plan. It's a bit malleable. It's changing, but uh, I've definitely. The funny thing is, then I I sort of said to myself at twenty one, twenty two, no, I need I need to catch up on all the because all my friends had done a lot more drugs and partying and had a lot more sexual experiences than I mm. had. But I had this amazing career at twenty, at like twenty one. That right? is that is incredible. But I was under, and I look back and I'm, I was unhappy. I should have been. 
if I was practic- practicing gratefulness then, like I was I had so much to be grateful for and anyone would have killed mm. to be a famous 21-year-old touring the country. Mm. I mean, it was, it was, I was living my dream, but I, I, I was unhappy because I was thinking to myself, oh, I haven't had all these, all my friends have done all this stuff that I haven't done. But do you think that's like a grass is greener thing? It is 100% a grass is greener because then even when I was doing those things, I just felt like there was a monkey on my back. Like, oh, I have to, and and because I was totally. famous, I felt like, oh, I should be partying hard and I should be like banging the hottest girls that come to my show. <laughs> and so, I, so then I felt bad if I didn't do it. <laughs> and yeah. I just like beat myself up. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Yeah. And then I would try to study, you know, I was getting into game and all that sort of stuff, which all that I really needed to learn was, hey, relax. Yeah. Just take a few breaths, man. Totally. Be happy with what you've got because if if anything, you're being a total narcissist. You've got it's, it's a, like but you, you're a, you're a kid. It's I, normal. Everyone puts themselves through that. I think I, yeah, I was doing well, the same I, without I the know. success. <laughs> yeah, twenty one's not a kid, kid. But you know, yeah, you're an. Ad- I'd still say you're pretty much an adolescent. You are, man. Especially men. Women. Women mature faster. Oh yeah, they definitely do. Um. So then. <sighs> Hashtag well, men. Yeah, you're I'm joking. Men, I'm joking. Men are trash. It's just so easy, isn't uh, it? You say men, it's like, oh my god, men. Um, they yeah, suck. Men are trash. Um, so what happened was, yeah, I was doing, and I, and I felt I was almost a bit resentful, and I didn't, and I blame kind of society at large for valuing a lot of these hedonistic pursuits. Oh, I was in many ways had a borderline incel sort of personality and outlook on life, right? Um, I was I was like doing that stuff, but I wasn't. Um, mm. I was almost. I didn't. I didn't feel honest living that lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah, I twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. I was. Obs- I was. I was a bit. You know, because I was known as the guy who was just doing all these shouty impressions on Facebook, and I always felt like, no, I've got so much more to give. Mm-hmm. And then there was also this comment. There was the 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 comedy industry at large where it was when the internet people were first coming up and there was a lot of pushback and this there still is let's be mm, honest but mm. um i didn't feel at home in the comedy world i guess yeah so interesting. It was, it was, but then i think back and i'm like i was still famous and and making way more money than any other 21 year old and mm. I, sh- I was living my dream but i was un i was unhappy it was great yeah. it was, it's such a cliche the person who's famous is no, actually but, but it, no but it's was, a cliche for it's a, anything, yeah but it's but a cliche for a reason you know like the and, yeah. and and i and i think that it's all like it's kind of like yin, yin and yang it's like um there's always for you know there's always like a push and pull like exactly do you know what i mean there's like it's it's just how life is and it's like naive of people to think like oh famous people have it all or they're you know, grass is all. It, it's the such grass a simplistic, is, but it's true. Idiom, you know, but it is very, very true because then, I think it was yeah, twenty three. I was still, I was, I made those films that I'm still super proud about. Mm. But a big part of that was like, no, I want to show my intellectual side. <laughs> well, that's fine get too. The yeah, monkey off my back. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that I did that, and they went well because then now I'm a lot. Funnily enough, I'm a lot more prouder of videos like Australian Two Minutes now because yeah. I've got, I can say, yeah, I've got that, and I don't feel embarrassed that that's my main no it's mad work or anything because yeah, i've also awesome. got hey, it was also modern education so <laughs> exactly and like like would you say it's almost like thinking about with jordan for instance like some might say i guess okay what well, i guess yeah it's almost like 
you're gonna have to sacrifice something in life. Yeah, there's always sac- it's crazy now, to think yeah. you're gonna have everything. And it's like, and it's like now you have to choose what you're gonna sacrifice. Yes. Um, I chose to pretty much party, and I did. I've been playing music my whole life, but I was never. I was always. I was never really owning it to the level of like I'm gonna do this. Whereas now I am, and I'm really make, trying to make it a thing. Um, it's like you have to choose what you're gonna sacrifice. I sort of. I didn't really do that, but with Jordan. He sacrificed his 20s, man. He like, he lived in a cave <laughs> surrounded with post-it notes. Yeah. But- Well, it worked. What happened? It worked. He's like, he's a super successful, famous dude. And I would say, and I'm, and I'm just a fan of his stuff too. Like, I'm a fan of your stuff. I'm it's a like- fan of, Yeah, you know, I'm like, a friend of his, but I'm also a fan. <laughs> exactly. I'm a fan of your guys' stuff. And it's like, you know, it, it's all perspective. Someone, and I still remember people in high school going like, He's crazy. He's missing out. He's a loser, and that's. It's like, well, no, yeah, okay, fine. You can say that, but now he has a his very lucrative, successful career that people would dream, uh, yeah. die for. No, that's the thing. You always got it. You can get so caught up in your own in the moment, right? Uncertainties that yeah. you don't realize that. And there's I so that- many people that wish they had. What, yeah, you know, I and I overthink now, heaps too. Yeah. So then I went. I, I think at about twenty three, there was like I went through a pretty bad breakup and that was a real kick in the butt for me always is it like made me really rethink basically everything about the way i perceived the world and what i valued it does do that it does do that i i think i needed to hit that emotional rock bottom and it made me change my outlook on a lot of things it made me really work well work harder but not i actually focus less on my career now um, mm-hmm. I am definitely a lot more well balanced with my social life, and I don't. When I'm out, I genuinely have fun. When I'm out, I never yeah. used to. I used to when I was out. I was always thinking, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm only doing this because everyone else does it, and it's oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I felt I'd do it, and then I'd still get you quite it. drunk and things. But then I'd feel so guilty the next day. Now I go out, and I yeah, I, I you genuinely enjoy it twice a twice a week i might even have a big night and and then even if i am a bit hung over the next day i'm just like it was a great night <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely Whereas man i used to when i get hung up i'm like fuck i shouldn't have done that i was just so dumb why am i Damn. doing it and i feel like crap for the whole day but um and i i focused a lot more on you know other aspects of my life that wasn't just my career so mm. um read quite a bit of self-help and read a lot about relationships because that one was so bad and now I have a freaking relationship podcast. Who yeah. Thought, but uh, that's, dude, that's all good stuff. That's awesome. That's like, how, but you need to have some bad. And then like, then you think about it. That's how great my life is. Um, the worst thing that's happened to me is a bad breakup. Mm. That's actually the worst thing that's happened to me. To be honest, yeah. It's crazy. That's yeah. how, like I'm living the dream. Right? You are, man. Yeah. And you are living the dream. It's crazy to think that at 21 I was like, oh, you know, I haven't I haven't had this many as many I haven't slept with as many girls as this guy and yeah. I haven't done the drugs this person has. And- but I was the same at 21, it's- but not not with the drinking and partying and stuff. I thought at 21 I'd have like I'd be signed to like Universal Records. Mm. Again, super naive and stupid. Like everyone at that age, I think has uh like what's the word like uh conflicts inner conflicts yeah, always yeah i think that's constantly. just part of the territory for sure and then you start to get in your late 20s i'm 30 and you get and i'll tell you 30 you're just like i don't give a shit like there's a <laughs> that's lot what of, everyone says like, get lip, 30, people just don't i, I really fuck. don't care about like and it's good because you just let go of shit like if people no, i know get, a few people who are 30 that 
Sorry, go on. No, that's all I was going to say. It's just just that like, yeah, you just, you just, you know, 30 can be somebody to be like, yeah, I I don't give a fuck, man. That's what it is. (laughs) I know um, (laughs) a few 30-year-olds, actually, I found women who hit 30, that's a big point in their life for kids oh, right they need to have had they need to at least be married by then mm. so many women uh, and i in many ways i feel quite see bad for them uh, younger me would have been like well yeah well fuck them like anyway i don't <laughs> care like f- f- stupid they're always complaining or whatever they're always but um now I, in many ways i feel bad that they have to well i do it's something yeah. jordan peterson talks about right he's like Women have a career family crisis. So, yeah, yeah. And yes, like their biological clock is different to ours. Yeah. Now we've got technology these days that can change that, but that's still a bit to it's a degree. not that cheap. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I actually I went on a date with a woman who was thirty recently, and I think she thought I was about thirty one, thirty two, and. A lot of it was her clearly having a bit of an existential crisis, <laughs> oh, God. realizing that wow, I'm I'm 30 now. I don't know if I can be young and be partying all the time. She's talking mm. about, oh, my sister has three kids already, and Jeez, yeah. she's married, and she clearly was um not content with where she was in in life, and um yeah, I felt because she's oh, she's a very gorgeous girl, so uh it was it was kind of sad to to see that. And yep. I think a lot, I don't think that's unique to women. I think it's particularly pronounced in women with the whole career, family. No, it's a um, thing. It is a thing. Issues. Yeah. But then, and it's also a very cosmopolitan thing. I think people out in the country, they do everything younger and they're a lot happier and they don't, they yeah. don't overthink things. Um, I but, mean, yeah, I know that's yeah. a generalization. I would, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I would say they're a lot um, happier. But <laughs> that, Actually, no, yes. Some of the statistics there show that they're yeah. definitely not. But I lived in the sticks for a while and I wouldn't say they were. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. That's a very fair point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it comes down to um, being grateful for the chances are there's so much that you do have to be thankful and grateful for. Um, Man, you, you touched on it too. Like I'm not big on this stuff yet, but I plan mm. to be. But meditation um philosophy and stuff honestly buddhism sounds dope all the white girl stuff man you got yeah I'm, I'm ready i'm ready for white <laughs> for the white girl kombucha. Uh, yeah i love kombucha, kombucha already and, I, and journal man that's, yeah that's, yeah i already love kombucha so that's good but like you know no, and there's nothing really like you're not being spiritual or anything doing this because like my day will be two hours at the gym and then meditate, dude. And journal. It's not, so it's not. It's not even about dude, being a pussy. Or no, whatever. dude. To Arnie, man. Arnie meditates. No way. Like, yeah. oh, I, I, I yeah, honestly think sure. that. I think spirituality. I've I grew up like Catholic or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you know you the cynical high school thing. I'm an atheist. Bleh. And then like, but I think you get older and spirituality is a very broad term. I think it's important mm-hmm. to explore that for yourself and like be try to be. Just to explore that world of spirituality, I think is super important. I, I, I have to say, most atheists I meet in my like life are like pricks. They're like very uh, cynical, narcissistic people. They're just like, uh, okay. it's all completely random. And uh, and I know that personally. I'm personally a, a genius because Richard Dawkins said so, and uh, that's all there is to it. Just enjoy, just enjoy your burrito, and then you fucking die. And it's like, nah, dude, not really. That's not actually accurate. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think when you take what religion does so well is it fulfills so many of the other psychological needs, except it just doesn't. But I think they're genuine. Dogma, right? Like, yeah. As I, lo- I, I, so I'm talking about gratefulness here. Like, religious people do that better than anyone. Grateful. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, community. Uh, yes. Altruism. Yes. Charity. Kinship. Love. Family. Yeah. All these amazing. Also being intuitive, values. I think. Uh, uh, but then it also. Oh, evolution's fake. And uh, why do you have to <laughs> add that there? Yes, yes. I, <laughs> so you just got to <laughs> detach that. You don't, but that's what I think people have to realize. You don't have to believe that God is some giant guy with a beard in the sky. It's not really, you can't, people can believe that. It's fine. That's not what I believe. I, I, I believe, in all honesty, a lot more of the Eastern philosophies are re- resonating with me more and more. So now I haven't read a lot into like Buddhism, but like, you know, th- there is a lot to be said in terms of like, just you know the universe energy uh you know like i mean i I don't know how someone can't look and look out to the cosmos and not feel something profound it's very humbling if you know because i've done but don't you think it's uplifting yeah it's liberating i think liberating maybe it sort of shows you if you because we came from the stars cosmic perspective like universal when, perspective where we really are nothing. <laughs> yeah, but like, but in a weird way, that's liberating because you think yeah. oh, you can do what you want and you just be happy. And I mean, everything on Earth came from the universe. Like our iPhones, yes. there's dirt in this. This is this is a natural. Yeah. Like this is na- there's natural fibers in this. It's like it's bizarre to me that sort of thing. And and the neurons amazing. firing in our brains that and the and the hormones. Yeah, it's all just part of atoms that were once probably in a star, yeah, a dying star, or in a big gas cloud, or yeah. So, like, I th- I think you know, I also understand you have to pay taxes. <laughs> it's fine. There's a, there's, a, there's a side to there's 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 two sides to the spectrum. <laughs> <Tangent there. laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, there's two sides to the to the to the whole spectrum here. But of course, you know, I think I don't know. I I think that if people general, I'm just totally generalizing. But like, if if people tend to Let's say you're saying like a 30-year-old female that's starting to be worried about uh, when am I going to have children. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I really firmly think that worrying doesn't help. It really just doesn't help. It's like, do do your best and um, believe in yourself and sort of give yourself the, um, the, I suppose, the compliment that you will be able to handle your shit and that's something that, that, that you have the capability to manifest your own destiny however you want to do it and mm. just just ride that train yeah i mean that's a that specifically the 30 year old thing could be a whole podcast let's be honest but, um, <laughs> 30 30 rock yeah well another thing all these simple uh idioms are, are correct grass is always greener and they're there for I, a reason happy people you know? are happy regardless of what position they're in if you're thinking oh i'll be happy once i have kids i'll be happy once i get this great job I'll be happy once this other external validation mechanism occurs. No, you got to be happy internally. It's so it sounds so no, hippie, it's but not, it's true. It's it's it's, 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 true. it's completely true. I dude, I like I think uh I think stereotypes most of the time I <laughs> I agree with. Like yeah. a lot of the time this stuff is accurate. <laughs> they, they don't and, fall out of the sky. You know, yeah, but yeah, so it's like you're right. It's like I think you know, as if you sort of have that inner peace or at least yeah, you know, I mean, look, there are there are you know, 
street beggars in like India for, or wherever, you know. Oh, there are homeless people here? There are homeless people here that, are, that you know, may very well be happier than the CEO of Westpac who has more money than he could ever dream of. It's just a fact. Like, ten, these sort of, they'll help you a lot. They will help you a lot, but that's, they're not going to, if you're, if you're, if you're already sort of, if you're broken, you're not going to fix yourself with these, with, with money and these, mm. it's just not going to happen. You have to start from the beginning. Yeah. Having said that, you know, if you're doing fine and dandy, you know, Via Napoli is great instead of Domino's. <laughs> That's true. If you can afford all the uh, finer things in life, go for it. Yeah, I, I enjoy. Uh, but, I like um, oysters. But, put some money. You know, you know, try to save a little bit as well. Definitely, I am. That's one. <laughs> that's a problem for me. I'm. I'm not a problem. I'm not like financial. I'm just crap with money. <laughs> but that's my well, own. Because we, we did a podcast. Um, well, we did it before the lockdown about finances and. Oh yeah. So it would have gone out two weeks before this one's going out. Oh cool. And, um, with Jordan? We, yeah, yep. but but then the lockdown occurred and you know how everyone, like so many people lost their job and went oh, to go on selling. And yeah, man. a lot of that podcast was, uh, well, mainly me just saying, oh, people need to be better with saving and take responsibility for their financial position. And then mm. with all the job losses, I thought, might not, we'll, we'll wait a while to release this one. But oh, it's fair, out now. Fair. It would be out now. So fair. Look, I, that's one, one realm that I shouldn't even comment because I'm just, <laughs> I'm the kind of person, I think- but, you, but Sagittarius, happy, so Sagittarius, you know, the person just, who is a a, comp- a a sort of anal saver probably wouldn't be as happy as you. Possibly, so there's all a trade off at the end of the day. It's all look exact. It's all a balance. I, I, if I could sum up, if I could, God, your cat's awesome. <laughs> she's just playing right. She's going she's, to be great. It's, it's, like right it's like a sky. It's like a cat skyscraper. Um, my <laughs> my life, my life philosophy now. It wouldn't even. I wouldn't even sum it up in a in a term. I I would just sum it up with the yin yang symbol. That is just. That's Damn. just what I think. I just think that that's everything. There's a balance to everything. That's just life. There's there's, truth, there's a bit of truth everywhere. There's good. There's <laughs> evil. There's there's uh, pain. There's love. There's every and and they're both just as significant. And they're also both as important. If you life will continue. Yeah, like <laughs> if you if you eat uh, you know, peking duck every day of your life, you'll die. You need variety in your life. That's true. So it's, I, it's, good, it's a good way of putting it. It's very that was specific, a, but I that was it. an ancient Chinese torture method. They would fi- they would feed a prisoner Peking duck till they died. Really? Yeah, your body rejects it after after a year of Peking duck. Your body's like, I need a fucking some vitamin C. Yeah. And, di- and they do they wow. would die next to a plate of Peking duck. Jesus. So it's kind of like, you know, I think I'm starting to get a bit. Uh, you know, hippie-ish, self-helpy with that sort of thing of like, you know, yeah. if bad things happen in your life, just contemplate, you know, maybe they have to happen. You can't just have it all. You can't have good all the time. It just doesn't work. Well, you don't You don't even know yeah. what good is. And bad things are always going to happen in everyone's lives. And this is coming Absolutely. from the perspective of someone who's had a pretty nothing really. Me too. The worst thing I've had is a bad breakup. I'm the yeah. same as you. Um, So... But what I do know is that gaining those, uh, gaining the fame and the living my career dream mm. didn't necessarily, it, it gave me a purpose and it definitely was fulfilling, but mm-hmm, it didn't mm-hmm. give me joyous memories in the same way that the last two, three years where I've made a bit more of an effort to have a work-life balance. And I still want to, I've said my 20s are uh, a learning a learning period and then I'm going to, I want to, a very loose goal for me is then to because I want to. I sort of have skills in a range of artistic pursuits, right? So mm-hmm. I'm 
great at the character acting. I could go down a Sasha Baron Cohen or Chris Lilly path and do something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty good at stand up. I could really focus in on that and become try to become one of the grades. That's a path I could. Yeah. Now I probably can't do both. I probably do have to really eventually when I'm, you know, in the next few years choose one that no, that's definitely going to be the thing that I'm going to focus on. And then yeah. I'm also, I can do filmmaking and hell now I'm doing podcasting as well. So yeah, man. there's a, there's a few options I have, or I could just keep dabbling in all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, the point is um, there are so many other aspects, not just the career that I'm really focused on right now. And I've just become definitely a lot. Of, and look, 2020, there's so much crap that's happened and have made yeah. nowhere near as much money as I normally would. And it's still been a really, so far, so mm. a really great year. And it's all, it's because of mindset and stuff, right? Because it can hell, be profound. last year was probably one of the best years of my life. And it was one where I worked the hardest and also uh, sacrificed the most. And this year I have partied a little bit more. And, you know, I say, a lot on the podcast about the importance of saving and, mm. and being frugal and, and mm-hmm. being um, uh, responsible, I suppose. Yes, yeah. <clears throat> what's the, oh, what's the austere? Yeah. Ah, that's yeah, a good that's word. A good word, isn't it? It's um, a very good word. But then sometimes you do need to let your hair down and, and relax. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You can figure out what works better for you and then you can't have everything. You can't. Look, yeah. to do what something, if you look at someone like Jordan and, and think, I want to do that, oh, but I also want to go out every two or three days and it's, party, you're not going to, it's just not going to happen because we know gonna, what Jordan did and, and yeah. the sacrifices he made and yeah, man. the amount of, he's a very naturally intelligent man, but he's also extremely well read. Yeah. And thoroughly researched and. He's put a lot of hours in. You um, can't, I even know the, the, and I'm in a similar world, right? I'm also a comedian and I've got all these other things, that social media following and things like that. But even TikTok. with my... Yeah, killing it on TikTok. <laughs> even with my work balance, I couldn't then expect to do what Jordan's done because um, it's all about what do you, what sacrifices are you willing to make and what yeah. do you value more than the other thing and at totally. this point in your life. But there, and there, there are, there are yeah. other, you know... Roots in terms of oh you you know some giant manager or label picks you up and you and you just kill it but the thing is that is rare and also it's kind of not the honourable way of doing it how much cooler is it to like hustle feeling yeah yeah and and also if 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 you've done it on if you've DIY'd it no one can take it away from you that's it a record label can dump you a marketing agency can dump you and then sometimes it's even worse for you because you can't come back from that it's like you were that big guy that disappeared yeah and you want. You want to strive for in- independence. Yeah, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of the idea of a loyal cult following, personally, as opposed to a giant mainstream following of of fair weather fans of sort of like, oh yeah, I know that one song. It's like, no, nah, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in like people engaging with you on a deep level, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah. I think wise wise words. Yeah, but you know, I'm basically a bum too, and like I don't even I'm I'm semi successful at best. So yeah, you're maybe- a happy bum. Yeah, I'm. I'm deaf, man. Look, I'm. Choose your adventure. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> no, I'm stoked, and and like you, I think the last few years of my life has been my happiest too. And like, you know, I've been working the hardest those. Like you said, yeah. I've been definitely working the hardest those times. Um, but you know, that's cool. <laughs> um, 
uh, yeah, I enjoy the little things too. You got to enjoy the little things. You got to enjoy it. You got to appreciate the little things. And if you can do that, then. I've said this already, but mindfulness is um, not just meditation, but just being aware of how you're thinking, what you're thinking about, why you may be thinking that way. And then yeah, taking little steps to not necessarily correct that thinking, but just let it pass and don't react to the thoughts itself. How how do you meditate? Because that's something I want to get into, but I, it's it's almost like just it's almost try, like I need someone to tell me how to start. Do guide do just do guided ones to start off with YouTube. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty on YouTube, and they're all good. Well, just look at the ones with the most, most views hits. or whatever. But okay. you'll you'll start to find channels that you like, and then they'll have a range of guided meditations, and how, how and then often? eventually, if you find one, they probably then have like paid options, which are better. I try to do one every day, but dude, that's just the, see, that's just the ten rad. fifteen minute ones. That's and what then I. That's once a week. I might try to do a one hour one. I need to do it. I need but to do it because that's the next thing for me. I need to makes a huge difference, man. And, and uh, affirmations huge. sounds really cliche, but um. Just getting into a meditative state. It's almost getting into a bit of self-hypnosis, but mm. um, getting into a bit of a meditative state and then just telling yourself certain things. If you just keep constantly drilling them into you, you're om- almost your own propaganda machine, right? Like you could just keep telling yourself something and think and about you what you're insecure it. about. Think about something that you don't like about yourself or you may not be confident and then think about a sentence or two that, it's telling yourself the opposite and then get into that meditative state. Absolutely. Just, I don't know, whatever you might, uh, um, I'm not intelligent or something like that. And then you just say, I'm intel- you know, I'm an intellect. You can even just say, I'm an intellectual. I mean, go to the extreme yeah, yeah. because then you're ca- counteracting what you're always telling yourself. You condition yourself yeah. to, sometimes you can like break new neural pathways, just like just smash through the wall and yeah. you're like, I'm conditioning myself that I'm this person. And then a lot of the time you just become that because- your brain adapts, you no, know? And then and then you don't have to Yeah, sorry, yeah, and then you don't have to like give in to um whatever society. stereotype you're supposed to yeah. be, right? What so society tells you to be or a what, big yeah, thing or your was, family or whatever. Yeah, like there's so many in my earlier comedy it was very it was a lot uh, heavier on racial and cultural themes because that was how I viewed the world through the lens of my my race and my culture. And I think you see yeah, so funny. much of that now. It's it is funny. very funny. Yeah. And I still do it. Yeah. But um, there was a lot more animosity in some ways about how, uh, say, brown men were perceived and things like that. Right. Um, and <laughs> I always felt, I always used it, I would often use it as an excuse Um Oh, you know, this didn't happen for me. Oh, it's because I was brown. Like a crutch or something. It's because I was yeah. brown that they didn't laugh at that joke. Oh, that girl <laughs> didn't like me because I was brown or whatever. <laughs> Damn. And then, no, you. Do, if anything, that is, some people on that um, really left side of the culture wars talk about a thing called internalized racism. I may have even had elements of that. Hmm. Um, but it wasn't always, it was more... An animosity toward. I just had this idea that everyone perceived me a certain way because of. I think I thought there was a lot more racism than there actually is. Yeah. Or not even racism, but stereotyping than there actually is. And then doing some of those affirmations and meditations. And and it doesn't happen overnight. It mm. takes a few months at least to notice some differences. Um, that really changed. And now That's I awesome. don't really. 
And I, ironically enough, I'm a lot more comfortable doing brown jokes and doing brown yeah, characters because, and things because I don't feel insecure about it. Yeah, it's because like, you're, like, it's because you're in control of 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 uh, yeah, how you feel about it, and that's exactly that's pretty... you don't have to conform to that. No, stereotype. there's no pressure on you saying, "Oh, brown guys have to be like this" or whatever, or whatever you know, culture yeah. you belong to, yeah, or stereotype you feel like you need to live up to. Mm. So then you're able to laugh at the stereotype a bit more. I don't. I don't care if there's the most cliche Seven Eleven working, <laughs> head bobbling, whatever. It's not. I don't see it as a personal attack. No, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for you, obviously, but yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, same thing with the uh, like. Obviously, we're both Aussies. Yeah. But you know, my family are all Croatians, hence my r- ridiculous name. <laughs> yeah. And like yeah. I. You know, people will give, you know, they'll, you know, whatever the Eastern European stereotype, like some like Russian dude squatting with a bottle of vodka and, and, and like trackies and like a giant knife. It's like, I think that's just funny. Like, yeah, I, like yeah. I don't think, I, I, think over that, it. I think that's the whole, I think that's the whole purpose of comedy too. That it's like, these aren't personal attacks. These are kind of like trying to, for me anyway, bring people together. By, by making light of our differences, it brings us together. Yeah. It's like, oh, that offends me. It's like, well, like, you might not realize this, but irrelevant of offending you, it's actually bringing you closer to other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's probably- It's not a malicious. It's, it's often them being a bit prudish, if anything. And yeah. Nice and self, yeah. self-interested. Ex- exactly. I know oh, that's well, how I-, I was when I got a bit more offended at certain jokes. So- yeah, um, I've never been. I've never had a problem with that. I think I just got to. I think I just think. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just like uh, not easily offended or something. Oh, when I say I got or offended I think it's at funny. certain jokes, like I was in two minds because I mm. liked doing a lot of really intense yeah. accents and impressions, as you know. But yeah, then I they're felt great. Like, oh, because I am not white, I have to conform to that more SJW type no. mentality. No, so I was in these weird two minds, like. I'd retweet some people that were calling out perceived racism, but then I'd also do these kind of intense impressions, and I never felt I was never being honest with myself. Yeah, exactly, dude. You should never really valued, which is artistic freedom. There you go. It just took time, but like the reality is, you know, you have to be true to yourself and um, not capitulate to these kind of people. Plus, most people on Twitter are fucked. Come on, let's be honest. They're just these sort of like narcissistic, like placating sort of like people that are trying to uh just in this sort of like it's just an i think i'm not on it but i think it's just this echo chamber of virtue it's like i'm i'm more virtuous no i'm more virtuous and if you if you're really playing that game that is Mm. a dangerous game to play because you get to a level where you're just kind of like bare bones You've, you've stripped everything from each other and then you know you're going to get to a point where you're just going to be walking on eggshells and then you'll be like these two, like metaphorically, I'm just saying, like, let's say naked people, right? Yeah. And then they just kind of like have to walk on eggshells and then one of you will get hungry one day and you'll eat a banana and the other one will be like, that's a phallic symbol, that's sexist. And then you're going to die from starvation if, you, if you're going to, if this is, your, if this is how you <laughs> right. play life. Yeah. It's just absolutely ridiculous yeah, to me. Like, I'm not saying so that- so much of a purist you can be with I just, certain things. Obviously, everyone should strive to be good moral people. Yeah. Um, But it's just it's just ironic to me that it's always the fucked up narcissists that are the ones that are like, I'm I'm a very good person. It's like, no, you're not. I think you've got to They're be- They're the loudest. Exactly. You've got to be <laughs> mindful enough to understand that, hey, 
or maybe your conception of what is virtuous and moral has been influenced by your own self-interest. But if even, that's a way I can, yeah, I can sort of but articulate even, but, it, which is yeah. your narcissism and your way of seeing the world through your very unique lens mm. has um, created different ideas about morality and, and, and virtue, which ironically plays into a little bit of their idea about how different cultures... Have, it's Well, it's a cultural relativism type thing, but... I want to differentiate from that a little bit and mm. sort of more just say when we're talking about just those more trivial issues about the culture wars and things. But um, yeah, good good discussion, man. But do you have any uh, do you have any concluding remarks on um, any advice for people? Maybe let's say there are some listeners who are struggling to detach from responsibilities and work and and aren't having fun and mm-hmm. are too much in the world of being hyper organized and structured and rigid mm-hmm. do you think there's some advice and 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 ways for them to ensure they can improve in those areas of their life without going so far the other way that they uh just become a dopamine addict do you think in 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 a brief con- conclusion do you think there's a i can i can simple way uh, yeah to help oh yeah them? yeah i've got a simple way just take shrooms there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Do the drugs. No, look, I, I think uh, I think mind-expanding uh, substances in a safe environment can be profoundly positive. But if you choose not to do something like that, I would say something to get you out of your comfort zone another way, maybe in a more natural way, maybe doing something completely left to field like Something just, I think new experience, I think variety is the, spot, the, the key to it. I think climate. I like that. Yeah, I think yeah. like like close your eyes and I, mean, I know COVID now, it's not the right time to travel, but like even in a, if you're in Australia. Do something or, tough. Yeah, do, like climb a mountain or like go somewhere that you do something you wouldn't normally do. Like allow yourself to feel scared and uncertain and realize that that feeling is okay. Yeah, so you become more comfortable with yeah feeling a bit out of control. And maybe exactly. That, and that's a big, I can only imagine that would be a big contributing factor to anxiety where people For have sure. been wrapped in a little bit of bubble and yeah. you know, constantly been um, made sure they're safe. So then as soon as things don't go their way, as soon as they hear something they don't like, they can't handle it. They can't, exactly. People who ha- maybe have built up a bit, little bit of resilience and tolerance, and that comes from exposure to feeling uncomfortable yes and feeling anxious and also and understanding it's okay yeah and also and also i think something that i want to do more myself as well is um again it's a stereotype stereotypical uh, thing but um not just allowing yourself to get scared but allowing yourself to be humble and usually i, I think the way to do that is like um meet people and go to areas that where people are way less lucky than you or I or people Absolutely. in the West or gen- gen- to generalize <laughs> because dude, like, come on, like there's some rich people in the West. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you, but you know, oh, I mean, there's some poor, you, know, you don't have to go far. There's poor people here too, but I mean, like there's people struggling, but I think that's something that I want to do more myself too. Cause yeah, I want to, I want to, yeah. If you can put yourself in someone's, sh- someone's shoes who, you know, like legitimately doesn't know how they're going to find dinner your problems suddenly become a lot more small. Yeah. You know? It's a good way. That's what um, I would say. I like that. So, and take shrooms. Yeah, take shrooms. 
I'd say, me- yeah, me- just the classic ones. Be yeah. a white girl. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the, what I'd say. The stereotypes for a reason. Kombucha's nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Ms. Love, it's been wonderful having you on as a special guest thanks for having me man it's if, been really really fun if jordan's ever unavailable again I'll, yeah uh, I'll, I'll give you a buzz you got my number um where can people find you and your band on social media oh that's nice of you <laughs> um so we're uh we're on youtube you know which is just we're, we're called Forest Hall, but if you just go like, I guess, Forest Hall Band or Sydney, it'll come up on YouTube. Okay. Instagram, Forest Hall Band and um, Facebook, Forest Hall. I think that's all we're on. Is that all? Forest this? Hall. And then we're on Bandcamp and all that. There's too many. If, you, if you're interested in our stuff, just Google us. Just write Forest Hall Band or Sydney it usually comes up because it's also a town in England. <laughs> so, oh, sometimes okay. sometimes that takes precedence. Like Forest Hall is a small English town north of Newcastle. That'll so, be a mark of your success when you're the first result. Exactly. On that's what I'm pushing for. So. And we're on Spotify. We're right. everywhere. So, just <laughs> we're, we're on all the platforms. But if you want some stuff, uh, we got tapes and stuff and our album's coming out next year. So, yeah, Beautiful. man. I appreciate, I appreciate it though, dude. And, um, oh, yeah, and thanks heaps for- I really, I really genuinely enjoyed it. It was really cool. cool. They, they were good ones. Um, hopefully, you guys have uh, gained some insight into the infamous. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I lived up to it. I, Happy Jordan I, friend. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, don't lose <laughs> subs. Um, no, I'm sure. Well, it'd be a bit weird if we did. Um, <laughs> don't unsubscribe. Jordan will be back. back. Dogs, I swear. Um, and when, when? Yes, Jordan will be back next week. And yeah, yeah. Um, if there's any reason, if there. It, you know, we are recording this in a bit in advance. Who knows what could happen in in another week? Mm, so, true. if there is any other major calamities or um, obstructions to get Jordan back onto the podcast, um, again, I'll post on my socials. But no, I'm definitely confident he'll be back. I think next he time. will. So, um, if not, I'll be his. Uh, what are they called? Like PR guy? I can be like, he's I can a fill double. you. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I'll make sure. I'll make sure he's back for the next one. <laughs> he has to be back for the next one. So, uh, once again, thanks, guys, and um, we will. Uh, we'll see you next week. Get back to answering some questions as well and doing some uh, um, listener-suggested podcasts. So, subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a share on uh, the Instagram story or, or Twitter or where wherever you mostly use social media, and. We'll see you next time. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. See you guys.